You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. Welcome back in. It's a day where we try to find the legal loophole to see if someone actually technically has to win the NFC East. It's a day where the World Series gets started tonight. And another day why we wonder how Adam Gase still has a job. Oh my goodness, a jam-packed Gordon Damer show. Welcome in. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Lots of stuff to do on this Tuesday edition. Of course, as you know, as you're anticipating, the greatest TV show, Regal Tumble, continues. A fresh show gets thrown in the hopper. One of the four nominees yesterday gets eliminated. So we have a lot of stuff to do. And apparently, what I I noticed over the course of yesterday, as I still have to explain to you all how this actually is going to work. No, there are no brackets. Brackets are for March. This is not March. This is October. So we'll get into that. We have a fresh edition of the NFL uh, Poop Rankings. We usually do that on Monday. It's a segment that is so popular. It's the only way I can I can figure is that it's motivating teams to get on the list, right? The Bills last night, the Cowboys last night. Boy, that Josh Allen hype train. That got derailed pretty quickly, huh? Whoo, boy, that that was fast. That was very almost as fast as Kyler Murray. But I guess we should probably, even on a Tuesday, Start with the New York Jets. I know, I talk about them every day. But there's new stuff every single day. And yesterday, I have to be honest with you, maybe you were like me, maybe not. But did you yesterday find yourself checking Twitter to see if it happened? Right? We're at that stage of the Adam Gase tenure, right? Like, you just keep waiting to go to Twitter to see, oh, it's finally happened. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. So first things first. I keep seeing that, you know, the Jets are uh, not locks to get the number one overall pick. Statistically, even as bad as the Jets have been, there's this thing or that thing that could possibly change. The numbers say this. Analytically, it says this. All those projections leave out the number one most important factor, and that is how the Jets actually play. They're terrible. They're terrible in every facet of football. They're terrible in ways that nobody's ever thought of before. Every single week, every single play. You know, some teams, you watch them because on any given play, something amazing could happen. Kyler Murray last night, he did not start the game off well. I think he was 3-for-12 or 3-for-13, missing wide-open guys. But you keep watching because on any given play, he could throw an 80-yard touchdown. He could he could run past. He's like one. Remember the scrubbing bubbles? Remember that commercial? The scrub. That's what he's like. He's like one of the scrubbing bubbles. Zigzagging up. That's how it's supposed to work. The Jets. You have to watch every play as well because the exact opposite might happen. You might have a third and four and have your quarterback lose 28 yards 28 yards on one play you might very well have an illegal motion on the quarterback that's how bad so for all these 
numbers crunchers, I would say crunch the numbers again. Because at this point, assuming that the Jets don't make any changes, and if you haven't made them by this point, I mean, what could possibly happen that would make Christopher Johnson say, you know what, I can't take any more of this? I'm not saying that can happen, but you'd have to – the Jets are – with the Jets, anything's possible. Something could technically they, – they forget to show up at the stadium. Adam Gay shows up without wearing any pants. I don't – anything is on the table when it comes to the Jets. But I, I'd have to think at this point, if you've not fired Adam Gase at this point, you're not going to fire him until you have that number one pick locked up mathematically, right? And I think that that's the right move. That is absolutely the right move. So the uh, the odds, though, they're not at 50% or 48%. They're at 99.9999 that the Jets are getting the first off. Again, every team has an insurmountable lead on the New York Jets in that they have won a game. The Jets are not going to do that this year. Maybe they win one. Maybe. But that's about it. So the Jets will almost certainly get the number one overall pick unless they do something dramatic like firing Adam Gase before it's clinched. Now that, again, I heard a lot of conversation yesterday. Do you, if you fire him, it's not going to make any difference. Well, it probably won't. It might only increase the odds that they win a game or two by maybe 1%. But it's improving it in the wrong direction if you want Trevor Lawrence. So why would you take that chance? What's the point of increasing the odds that you don't get Trevor Lawrence at this point? So that brings me to Keyshawn Johnson yesterday, of course, part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It would be weird if Keyshawn Johnson wasn't part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. But he was on yesterday, and the topic of the Jets came up. Every show, when you talk about football, You talk about the good things, obviously, but the Jets are so bad, you have to mention them. You have to. So Keyshawn was talking yesterday about the assumption that the Jets will take Trevor Lawrence and that that would be the wrong move because they have a quarterback already. Here's Keyshawn from his show yesterday morning here on 98.7 FM. You have bigger holes than Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Your team sucks. It's the worst thing going. So you drafted a guy three years ago with the third pick of the draft because he was your Trevor Lawrence. He looks good at times and bad at times with nothing around him. A coach that how he wind up coaching New York Jets, we'll never know. But you're ready to move on from him because you think Trevor Lawrence is the next Andrew Luck? What the hell did Andrew Luck win? He won some games, went to an AFC championship game, and that's it. So I don't understand why they think that the quarterback is the answer when they have one that they need to put pieces around. You take that number one pick and you trade it and you do what the Boston Celtics in basketball have done. You stockpile a bunch of picks and then you start to find guys that can help you build your damn team. Okay, so that's uh, that's an edited down version of it. He actually went on much longer, much more detail, but that, that that's the that, that's the, the the main points of it, right? I, I do find it interesting. He's calling out Trevor Lawrence, or, or excuse me, he's calling out uh, Andrew Luck. Oh, what did Andrew Luck ever win? And then he goes immediately. You got to be more like the Celtics stockpiling picks. What have the Celtics ever won exactly by stockpiling all those picks? And their window of opportunity certainly seems like it's closing. You know, Andrew Luck. 
eventually got tired of getting beaten down and, and walked away. I think that Andrew Luck, if he had continued to play, uh, at this point, I would say I, I put a lot better chance of him winning something uh, as a player than I do with the Celtics. And that's, that's a side point. His main point is the Jets have nothing. There's no talent. There's no talent. He has, Sam has no help, and uh, there, there's no way for him to succeed. Well, this is a point that I bring up a lot of times about a player or teams. You know, they have a ceiling, but they also have a floor. You know, like Gary Sanchez is the perfect example. Gary Sanchez, very high ceiling. Problem is, his floor, the, the worst he can be, is like the sub-basement. So you can't have that wide of a range. And unfortunately for Sam Darnold, given this environment, he, he does have, I don't think his, high, his ceiling is as high as Gary Sanchez's ceiling, but he has a ceiling, but also his floor is really way down there. I mean, he has games where it's just inept from jump. He's seeing ghosts. I mean, it's terrible. But here, it kind of gets back to the Gase firing point and this idea that the Jets have no talent, which it, it's, uh, it, I can understand why you would feel that way. I will say this, and, and Adam Gase's track record tells you this. When he is gone, you will find out that there are players on this team that are far more talented than you knew you had. Now, I don't know who those players are going to be. Is it possible Chris Herndon comes out of this stupor that he's in and finally starts to catch the ball again? I don't know. I don't know if it's LaMichael P. Ryan. I don't know who it is. But I can tell you from my time watching the Dolphins, being a Dolphins fan, watching Adam Gase week in and week out voluntarily. I did that to myself voluntarily. You get, if there's a heaven, you get to heaven. And, and the, the angels ask, well, what did you do with your life? Well, every Sunday I'd sit and watch Adam Gase coach my football team. It's amazing. But to, to the main point, there will turn out to be players on this team. This team will have guys, I'm telling you, that are far more talented than you know right now. You can't tell because the coach is coaching them. The track record tells you so. If I had told you when Adam Gase got fired by the Dolphins that Ryan Tannehill would at some point in his career be in the MVP conversation, you would have told me, Gordon, you're nuts. Ryan Tannehill, since moving on from Adam Gase and becoming the starter in Tennessee, has played actually now better than Patrick Mahomes. In his last 15 starts, Tannehill has more touchdowns, more yards, the same amount of wins. He is legit. This is not like just crafting it because it's week six and in a couple of weeks. As of right now, you'd have to say Ryan Tannehill is legitimately in the conversation for MVP. That was not the case with Adam Gase. And the list of guys who are one-level player, when they get away from Adam Gase, they go to another stratosphere. Robbie Anderson, right now, right at this second, is fourth in the NFL in receptions. He's second, I think he's second in yards. He's on pace for 100 catches and 1,500 yards this year. Right away. First year away from him. 
This is not, well, you know, we really had to break him down and he had to relearn this and relearn that. No, none of that. Devontae Parker, now he's been injured this year, but he had more touchdowns last year than he did in three years under Adam Gase. He looked like a bust. All of a sudden, Adam Gase is gone. Not the case. Mike Gysicki, again, looked like a draft bust. Not the case. Kenyon Drake last night, running here. He's running there. He's running everywhere. Damian Williams. The list goes on and on. Now, that list almost certainly will include Sam Darnold. The chances that Sam does not improve once he is free of Adam Gase, that would be shocking. That would absolutely be shocking. And this is a point that Brian can attest. This is a point I made a few weeks back. If you bring in Lawrence and put him in the exact same situation, well, why would you expect him to succeed? But that was still, I think, when we were thinking that Adam Gase could maybe survive this season. That is pretty – I mean, I don't care what anybody says. If the Jets, after this year is up, I don't care how things change from this point on. If they bring back Adam Gase, they should be contracted. They should be eliminated from the NFL forever. And you have to find a new coach. And it seems pretty unanimous at this point. Everyone agrees that if you get the number one pick, you take Trevor Lawrence. It's a fresh start and move on. And look, for Sam Darnold, if you love Sam Darnold so much, you should probably be thinking of him. It's probably the best for him that he gets a fresh start after this year. So I would just simply say everyone is in agreement that Trevor Lawrence should be the number one pick. And what we all, even more so than that, even more unanimous than that is that the Jets' judgment cannot be trusted. So if everyone in football says one thing and the Jets are thinking about doing the other thing, I think we kind of know how that's going to turn out. And, of course, the Gordon Damer Show is home to the very first ever greatest TV show, Regal Tumble. It has been uh, a big success already so far. As I mentioned yesterday, a bunch of new followers, including Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if it's the actual big man upstairs. He did not have the blue check mark. But, look, I'll take anybody I can get. I'm not, I'm not choosy. But the uh, Regal Tumble continues today. Now, I think we'll move that to this segment here. I do feel like, though, there has been some confusion. Maybe as a host, I did not lay this out as well as I should have. Maybe the time frame that I am explaining it, people's brains are not work. My brain sometimes at this time of the morning does not, is not fully operational. It's not a fully operational Death Star. Now, my wife might suggest that it never really is a fully operational Death Star, but that's a conversation for a different day. But let me explain again the Gordon Damer Show Regal Tumble. It is a contest to find, through your votes, the greatest TV show of all time. Now, first things first, the nomination process is closed. It's been closed for a while. I have brought it up many times during the show on Twitter. I asked for your suggestions. These are primarily shows of your suggestions. There is no bracket. Brackets, as I mentioned earlier, are for March. This is the regal tumble. And the way it works, all the nominees have been put into a secret lineup. Only I know the numbers of the, the, the order. Now, just because your show is not one of the first four does not mean that it won't be part of it. There are 66 shows that are part of the Regal Tumble. 
look, people, we got a long way to go before the NBA and NHL return. This is how we're going to fill our time. This is a fun thing to do. So just, I would say, just relax. If your show has not shown up yet, if it's one of the big shows of all time, I'm telling you, there's a very good chance that it will be included at some point. Now, every single day, we will put up, well, not every day, Monday through Friday, we will put up a poll question. And the lowest vote total gets eliminated. And then the next day, a new show gets thrown in the hopper. What show is it? We're going to have a reveal every single day. So we want you to come back and listen to the show, listen to the podcast, vote on the poll question, follow me on Twitter, all these different type of things. So it's a secret thing where we will reveal every single day. Now, there's some strategy involved. I don't know if people have gotten this yet. I think it will happen as we kind of get more into it and the real heavy hitters reveal themselves. So you could vote for your favorite every single day. That's fine. Or since it's really you want to eliminate one of the shows, you might vote for a show that maybe is not your cup of tea, but you're voting against a show that you hate. There has to be some shows that are going to get nominated that you just simply hate. I know there are for me. I didn't eliminate. That's another thing. I did not nominate the show. I keep getting people, boy, your, your selection of shows is really... I didn't do nothing. I put my three. I went to the secret selection committee, the 98.7 Illuminati behind the scenes, the, the people who uh, shall remain nameless, and I asked them for their suggestions. They gave me a top three. Those three got thrown into the mix. I have my three that are in the mix. So with all that said, I hope that kind of explains... Did I explain it properly, Brian? Do people understand this now? How it works? I hope so. I don't know. We'll see. I'm pretty sure you explained it properly. I might have to put like a soundbite just so people can understand what you're saying. Yeah, uh, just because like I feel like having... they they keep sending suggestions. We're done right. with the, the, suge- the suggestions, right? Yeah, the suggestion, already. the nomination process. And look, part of the problem with this is uh, our the lovely and talented Debbie Duhame. We how how long have I been floating the regal tumble <laughs> idea? Months. Yeah. Saying if you have suggestions, send them in. Hashtag Regal Tumble on Twitter, on Instagram, all these different things. And then as soon as the contest starts yesterday, so, the lovely and talented. Yeah, exactly. Decides to throw her two cents. <laughs> but you know, She's like every single day, pretty much. Like for those that are not wrestling fans and for those that are wrestling fans, when it's the Royal Rumble, they're already selected. Right. right. The, the people were there. Like sometimes they used right. to do back in the early 2000s. They had like a little lotto ball and like like basically okay this is you you're the number one you're number two right Mm. but they but they didn't nobody knew the audience did not know right the The, audience is the only one that knew was vince mcmahon vince mcmahon knew who was i'm like the vince mcmahon of this yeah right so sometimes in the royal rumble the last one will be the best show i don't want to give or it could be the middle one it it, like it really depends i will say this (laughs) One of the last shows, it might be the last show, is one of my outside the box. One show that I absolutely love. Now, I don't get to see it as much as I'd like. Right. But it's fantastic every time I see it. But that's the last. I mean, we are a long way away from the last show. We're only on show number five. Yeah, and there's 66. So 66 we got a long show. We got a long way. <laughs> Think about 66 shows. There are a lot of shows. So, without any further ado, let's get to the Regal Tumble. Do we have some music there, Brian? There we go. Gotta, we got to improve this music. This music takes a little too long to get, uh, to get rolling here. Now, as I said, yesterday we threw the four in the hopper. And one was eliminated. And it was 
Monday Night Raw. Right over the top. Crazy, right? Out of all the shows to get eliminated right away, Monday Night Raw, right out. And you would say that... Yeah. Jim Ross uh, is, is stunned by this. It's, it's a stunning development. It's the show that's been on for 20 years and probably could run for another 20 more. If you were someone who believes longevity is the key to a great show, well, you missed your opportunity because Monday Night Raw is gone. So, just to recap, the three that remain from yesterday, we, the three we know in the ring, we have Cheers. All right, we have Cheers. We have The Office. Yes. And then we have, not in any particular order, then we have South Park. Okay, so those three are still available to vote. The vote is not up as of yet because now we get a new entrant into the Regal Tumble. Give me the count. Who is it? Who is it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Already the number five show. Yes. You cannot do this. No, I can do it. It's my my creation. Yes, JR. Game of Thrones. Oh, my goodness. If If this contest had just taken place just a mere couple of years ago, this might be... The, the, the heavy favor, this might be the big show of all the, the contestants. Game of Thrones, Thrones um, record viewership for HBO, right? I was reading about it. Critics praised the series for its acting, complex characters, story scope, production values, although its frequent use of nudity and violence was criticized. <laughs> not by me. <laughs> I'm not going to be one to throw stones there. No, I, I, I actually enjoyed those aspects of the show. The final season, though, especially its last two episodes, received significant criticism for its condensed story and creative decisions. Yes, uh, many considering it a disappointing conclusion. Yes, mainly those are people with eyes. But you have to say it has to be in the conversation. Received 59 primetime Emmy Awards, the most ever by a dramatic series, including outstanding drama series in 2015, 2016, 2018, and 2019. 2019, I think, was the final season. How the hell did it receive the Emmy for that? So the uh, the number four are going up now. Say again, Brian. Give it to me again. My God! You cannot do this! No, I already did it. It's done. It's up on Well, it's, uh, it's, it's now pinned. I don't know if that's breaking it in half per se, but it is now pinned to my profile. It is on Twitter. It is at Gordon Damer, the greatest TV show, Regal Tumble. Now, the lowest vote total gets a That was another thing people were confused about yesterday. The lowest vote. So you're voting for your favorite, if you want, or you could be voting for against something, right? Like you really just don't like Game of Thrones, so maybe you throw a vote for South Park, which was third in the voting yesterday. You see how this kind of works? There's a little strategy involved. So you can vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, and uh, the Regal Tumble is up and running on this Tuesday morning. So lots of stuff to do. What time is it? Do we, oh, yeah, we should take a break here. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will get your phone calls involved. We will touch on the Giants coming up, the World Series, the Jets, if you want to get in on that. 
Trevor Lawrence conversation, certainly that's a fair. You know what? Tito has been holding for a while. Let's go to Tito, who is in Boston. Tito, what's going on, my man? Hey, uh, good morning. Um, I just wanted to touch on the Jets and everything and the Trevor Lawrence trade. You really got to think about it. The Jets, this is complete disaster. It is organizationally, they are just awful. If you're Trevor Lawrence and you're a junior, would you either the Jets or go back to school? What would you choose? I- I'll go back to school because this to, to go to a, a dysfunctional organization like this because it is it, it's 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 I can't even watch it. My eyes hurt when I watch the Jets. They literally hurt. And there yeah. was another caller last week that touched on something that I want to piggyback on. When they talked about Urban Meyer, possibly, I think Urban Meyer would be a perfect candidate there. The main reason, yes, he has no pro experience. As long as he surrounds himself with some good pro coaches, good, solid pro coaches, the, consist- the thing about Urban Meyer is he is very organized. This team is so, so unorganized, so dysfunctional. The thing that he's going to bring in there is consistency. We're going to do it this way over and over and over again. So he's going to stable. He's going to he, he's going to ba- he's going to stabilize the ship right away. Is what he's going to do because they look. It is it's embarrassing watching it. It is absolute embarrassing watching that team. They, yeah, well, look, Tito, I don't disagree with you at all, and thanks for the call. The thing about Urban Meyer though is with his health concerns, I don't know if he's going to be. You know, if you get Urban Meyer in a situation, it's going to be – if you get five years out of him, that's going to be a lot. And I don't know that the Jets are going to be at the mountaintop in five years. Uh, you're just kind of hoping that you can find where the mountaintop is located so you can start climbing the mountain in the next five years. Now, the, the, the pro experience would not uh, concern me as much as I need someone who can take over the organization and be running it through him. So I think Urban Meyer, uh, that would be somebody who would make some sense there. I just don't know the health stuff. Uh, of whether or not he's the long-term solution. Now, it has to be better than what you got right now, tell you that right now. And I do think that Trevor Lawrence does have – it seems like the people that know Trevor Lawrence think that he's coming out no matter what. He's not the type of kid that's going to, uh, you know, use his leverage. I think he absolutely should. You only get one career. And while the Jets may not have ever had a quarterback prospect like Trevor Lawrence, the amount of things that they need to put in place for him to be successful – uh, it's dizzying. I mean, basically, they need everything. Now, I do think that they probably have more talent than we know right now because Adam Gase is just great at stifling talent. But that doesn't mean that they're stockpiled either. Here's first and ten. Kyler Murray, a deep shot, got a man. Steve Levy, the call. Monday Night Football last night. Wow. At Arizona. It took a little while to get going. Right? I mean, it was not like they just came out and were lighting it up from jump. Uh, Kyler Murray, as I said, I think he was 3 of 13, 3 of 14, was missing some guys early on. But that was the nice thing is that uh, with the uh, Dallas defense, you can miss some shots early on and you'll get more shots. I, I had to laugh. I was listening to the, uh, the commercials there in the break, and William Hill is offering Giant fans – if you sign up with them, your first bet, you bet $5, and as long as the team does not lose by 50 points, you win your bet. It's funny, they're not offering that bet for Jet fans. You notice that? They did not offer – William Hill's not crazy. You know, there's a very good chance that the Jets lose by 50 at some point. I mean, they haven't played the good teams yet. If, the Chief, if you told the Chiefs, 
you have to win by 50 points to stay mathematically alive for the playoffs. There's no question the Chiefs would be able to to put up 50 points. And you might not have to tell them that, and they might be able to do it anyway. All right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Our new entrance into the uh, Regal Tumble is up. It's on Twitter. It's uh, at Gordon Damer. And it is uh, in the uh, Gordon Damer Show, greatest TV show of all time, Regal Tumble. It is up. It is running. And our new entrant today, Monday Night Raw eliminated yesterday. And the new entrance, one of the big heavy hitters, I would say, for a lot of people, Game of Thrones. So the four today, The Office, Game of Thrones, South Park, cheers. You can vote. It's on Twitter. It is at Gordon Damer. And look, I would say vote with your main account. But if you have a burner account, like Kevin Durant, very well might be able to swing the vote totals here, right? I mean, how many burner accounts does that guy have? So if he has like six or seven, he might have 15. I mean, he was sitting out all year. What else was he going to do? He might have 25 by now. He might have a swarm of, tw- of, of burner accounts that might be able to. So I don't know what he's a fan of, which show, but I would th- well, Kevin Durant. I would think that Kevin Durant probably is a Game of Thrones guy, more so than The Office, Cheers, or South Park. Maybe South Park, but I don't know. You can vote. Don't worry about Kevin Durant. You vote. It's on Twitter. It's uh, at Gordon Damer. All right, so uh, that's that. Now, we put it off yesterday. We got to get to poop rankings, right? Every show has their NFL power rankings. We do things a little differently here at 5 a.m., and we have our NFL poop rankings looking at the worst Who is the worst in the NFL? Well, you might think you know, but we ran it through the Gordon Damer Show algorithm and we we spit out the numbers and let's do it right now. Hit the music, Brian. All right. We only do five through one and we do it in the proper order. Some people do power rankings. They give you the number one team right off the top. Who knows? You got to, it's like Casey Kasem. You got to count down or count up. How? I don't know. All right. Number five. Well, here's the thing. Last week, the top spot was a tie. It was a tie between the Jets and the Jets. So they had the two top spots last week. This week, we have another tie. And no, it's not the Jets 1-2-3. It is a tie for 5-4-3-2. and two. And that tie is between the NFC East. The NFC East. How does it Wow, that was a long one. How does it break down? Who really cares? Right? Like, at the end of the day, it's the whole division. And really, it kind of depends on who you think the worst is by who you've seen the most recently. Like, right now, after watching the Cowboys last night, I think to myself, dear God, how could anybody be worse than that? But then you have Washington, who just lost to the Giants. So who knows? So I would think it's probably Washington 2, Giants 3, Eagles 4, Cowboys 5, but it doesn't really matter. It's like, which poop is the most appetizing? It's all poop. So there you go. 5-4-3-2 is the NFC East. So that leaves the number one spot. I feel like Casey Casey. The number one spot for a third straight week. A long-distance dedication to the worst team in football. The New York Jets. The Jets play with... Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I didn't get to interrupt. The Jets play with a joy and enthusiasm that uh, I've only seen in my son unloading the dishwasher. I mean, they, they seem like they have no interest in being there. They'd rather be anywhere else in the world. And it's all been said. It's all been said. But by, you know what? I forgot to mention this yesterday. Did you catch during the game 
CBS goes to commercial, you know, they play some music underneath, and they had a shot of Adam Gase. And they played the song, These Eyes. You know the song, These Eyes, do-do-do-do-do. I was obviously trolling Adam Gay. You know, I, I heard the music at the time. I thought, boy, that's a weird song to go to break to. And then other people mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah, right. I completely got that. I, I'm, or, excuse me, I completely missed that. I did not get that at the time. Now I get it. Right. Obviously, it's been explained to me. And the weird thing about the, 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 that song, These Eyes, is by a band named The Guess Who. So in like the 60s, there was a band called The Who and another band called The Guess Who. Isn't that weird? That would be like there would be a third band called The Whom. It just seems very, very strange. It's off topic, but... 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. All right, before I, should I get to the giant point here? All right, let's take a couple more calls because people still want to talk about the Jets. They're that bad. They're so inept in every facet. Again, this is, for me, as a Dolphin fan, this is like sports porn. Uh, it's just, it's amazing. Now, for the Dolphins, it'll eventually go bad. But for, for watching the Jets every single week, I, I have to tell you, I sit there and I laugh. I just laugh. My wife thought I was like a mental patient, hysterically <laughs> laughing downstairs by myself. And I very well might be, but uh, they're, they're just that bad. They're just that bad. They're, they've never been further away. From what? I don't even know. But they're never, they're never, uh, they're never been further away. Uh, Mike is in Monroe. Mike, what's going on, my man? Gordon, good morning. How are you? Good, good morning, Gordon. How are you? All right, good. Uh, Gordon, just a couple of points real quick. Number one, Jet fan all my life. My grandkids won't even see a Super Bowl, but that's besides the point. Um, bring back Rex Ryan as fast as you can. Give him all the money you want. That's the last time we had some success. The guy took no nonsense from nobody. Uh, point number two, Gordon, I have a daily poll question suggestion for tomorrow for you, if you're interested. Okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, we're doing the, the regal tumble. I don't know if you've heard. I've tried to, to tout it as much as possible, but go ahead, Mike. Uh, you know. Well, I'll stay on, if you, I'll stay on that subject, Gordon, real quick. I actually have a show for you if you, know, if you want to throw it into the mix. I've been watching it like crazy lately, even though I watched them all 7,000 times. Barney Miller, one of my favorites of all time. Barney Miller. You know what? The problem <laughs> with Barney Miller, it's, 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 uh, it's a little too old. It's a little, it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's okay. history, and people like a little bit of history, but not that 75 far. 75 to ago. 79. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Gordon, last but not least, the daily poll question, if, yeah. if you want to take it up tomorrow, we might guest uh mike mccarthy as much as i wanted him when they hired gays i almost jumped off a bridge had the jets hired mike mccarthy would they be zero and six look at them now they're two and look at him now he's two and four even yeah, though he I lost mean, look I, I i'll say this mike and thanks for the call uh, uh we kind of floated that one out at another time uh i will say this i think mike mccarthy is not good but I think he's better than Adam Gase. Like, if Adam Gase is the worst, I think that you'd have to say anybody is better. So uh, I think that Mike McCarthy would have been better than Adam Gase, but it's pretty clear that uh, – now, look, there's still time. He's, 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 what, six games into his career with the Cowboys. He's lost his starting quarterback. But, I mean, they have talent. Talent's not the question there. And their defense is completely inept. Uh, their offense wasn't very good last night either. They just seemed completely lost. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, whoever took the Jets' job, they were not going to be taking them to the playoffs. I think that's clear. But I think it's pretty clear as well that you could not possibly be getting any less out of what you have than what they're getting right now. I mean, they're 0-6. How could you get any less, right? You can't lose two games at one time. 
If there's a way, the Jets will figure it out, but they have not figured that out as of yet. It is day two of the Gordon Damer Show Regal Tumble to find the greatest television show of all time. Voting is now open. In case you're just joining us, Monday Night Raw eliminated right over the top rope on day number one. The inspiration for the Regal Tumble and that they're already gone. And the new entrance into the field with The Office, South Park, and Cheers is now Game of Thrones. And voting is open on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. I did want to touch on the Giants a little bit because we touched on the uh, Jets in the open. You have to. <laughs> You're legally obligated. Then you have the Giants. And as I said earlier, I was listening to uh, Rick, Chris, and Dave yesterday, and they started their show talking about the Giants and chances that Thursday's game might mean something. And at the time, I was listening to that. I'm like, I, I mean, come on, guys. Uh, you beat Washington. But then last night, you go out and watch the Cowboys. You're like, yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. Imagine, you see people in the stands last night, Cowboy fans, imagine paying to watch that last night. Whoa! Let's risk everything during the pandemic to go watch the Cowboys get their heads handed to them. Well, I think the team that you think can win the NFC East is the team that you haven't seen in the longest period of time, right? Like, you might have thought the Cowboys last night, and then you watched last night. So I watched the Eagles and the Giants at the same time. The Giants won, so I I guess maybe. Eight teams in the NFL this year have lost a game by 30 points. Four of them are in the NFC East. How's that for a number? And it's crazy. The Giants and Washington are both, I believe both, one game out of first place in the division and also one game behind the Jets for the first overall pick. The NFC East is so bad, an Adam Gase team might actually have a chance. Well, maybe not. The NFC East is going to be decided by how they play each other, right? Like, forget about the other teams on the schedule. Who stinks less when they play each other? And I would still say, even though I watched them last night, the Cowboys probably still have the upper hand, right? They, they have two wins, and they still play Washington twice. They still, I think they have the Bengals. But even then, what is that, six wins, maybe? For the Giants, to say the Giants can win the NFC East after being the worst team in football over the last three years and you beat Washington by a single point, I don't know, man. It feels like even now, it feels like you're putting the cart before the horse, just a tad. And I'm not even sure that you really should want to win the division, and here's why. If you win the division, what are the Giants going to win the division at? If everything goes right, six wins, that might be considered progress. And progress makes it more likely that you keep Dave Gettleman. And I think that it's pretty clear at this point, right? There's a lot of things that are up in the air. There's a lot to be decided in the course of an NFL season. Keeping Dave Gettleman, I don't think, is one of them. I don't think is one of them. So uh, I would say that at this point, we'll see how things go on Thursday. Is it possible the Giants win that game? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. And then all of a sudden, you win that game, you might start to believe in things. And I guess in some ways, the Giants, they've been in all but one of their games, which you can't say about the Cowboys, that's for sure. Now, the baseball, the World Series tonight opens up. We have we have the game here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I keep hearing people, even now, mistaking how the Rays are successful. I keep hearing people say, you know, that the Rays, they put the ball in play, they play for contact, they're putting the bat on the ball. Or I'll hear, well, you know, the Yankees need to be more like them. Here's the thing. The Rays, contact rate this year, they were 28th in baseball. They don't make great, they don't make contact. They don't put the ball in play. Their strikeout percentage was 29th. Even in something like runs scored, they were just middle of the pack. The one thing they have going for them is flexibility. That's something the Yankees don't have. 
But they have things that you wouldn't like if the Yankees did. They use openers to find an advantage. They use different lineups to find any advantage. So, and it really kind of gets back to the age-old question. Do you want your team to play to their strengths, or do you want them to kind of tailor their approach to the opponent? The Yankees, they play to their strengths. That's what they do. The, the Rays, on the other hand, tailor their approach to the opponent looking for any advantage, and it's been super successful. So we'll see what happens starting tonight. All right, let's get a couple more calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN. Get right to it. Hit me with it. Neil in the Bronx. Neil, what's going on? Good morning, Gordon. Keeping it with the World Series. If you were a betting man, who has the best chances of winning the World Series and why? Uh, well, I mean, the, the money, uh, I mean, the Dodgers are the favorites, clearly. And the, the problem with that is that you can't really get any value on it, right? You know what I mean? Like, if you're betting the Dodgers, you're not going to really get the value that you'd want on the bet. Now, you probably get the bet right. Uh, you probably win the bet, but there's just not. So I'd probably, if I, I'm not betting the World Series, but if I were, I'd probably throw a couple bucks on the Rays just to see if I could hit it. But the Dodgers are the heavy favorites. At least, especially in game one. I looked at game one. The Dodgers are the heavy favorites in game one. But right? the, isn't their pitching staff, uh, their, their bullpen much better? Isn't Tampa Bay's pitching bullpen better oh, than the, yeah, the, no, the, the Rays? No, the Rays' bullpen is much better. They've had the extra day of rest. So, you know, after, right. after you know, everything with the, the, the championship series and, and getting through that, they'll have, the you know, a little bit more on their side. Um, so, yeah, no, look, I'm not telling you that it's crazy. I mean, I think that either team could win the World Series. So, uh, But at least in terms of the betting public, more people are on the Dodgers, which would, is what you would expect. All right. Uh, Danny is on Long Island. Danny, go. Good morning, Gordon. As I was listening to the show, the guy wanted to know if uh, Mike McCarthy was better than Gase. And I thought, is that now the bar? And I yeah. thought, who would be better than Gase? And I thought, Gumby and Pokey, mm-hmm. Laverne and Shirley, or anybody – uh, with a pulse at this point. Uh, probably the worst coach I've ever seen in my life. His, his schemes, his passion, his emotion. He's got nothing going. I could do a better job. You could do a better job. Pokey could do a better job, and he can't speak. Uh, the yeah. Eagles will win the NFC East because the Eagles have at least played the Steelers and the Ravens into a death match. So that team, if they ever got healthy, would definitely beat the rest of those Poops. Yeah, well, if they ever get healthy. Danny, thanks for the call. we got to run. Um, look, the NFC East, we'll, we'll find out as it goes along here. In terms of the Adam G- I mean, you could make the argument he is the worst coaster of all time because he gets less. Guys improve once they leave him rather than improve while they're with him. All right, that's going to do it for today. Please vote on the, the Regal Tumble. It is up on Twitter. At Gordon Damer, we'll be back with a new entrant, a new show, tomorrow at 5 at 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.